My Mug, episode 337 on Monday the 27th of April 2015. I am your host Stephen Layton. Welcome to In My Mug. Let's do some news. So, bad news to start off with. Uh, some of our blend prices are going to be going up. Uh, you'll also see the starter packs. They've kind of come a bit detached from all of the single origins because we, we haven't, like four years, four years since I last did a price rise. Um, there's lots of reasons for it uh, and too many to list here, but if you go to go.hasbeen.co.uk forward slash price rise, you will find out all the info. That link's up on the screen there too. Um, it is not done with a, a, a uh, without a great deal of thought, um, but it had to be done. I told you about this last week. I'm going to tell you about it then this week. Uh, Stand Art. It is a quarterly paperback. Um, it is ten pounds, but it is like buying a book. It is beautiful. You should really check it out. I actually think it's a very, very pretty piece of uh, of journalism, and you should. Um, if you love coffee, you will like it. We're not making millions out of it, I can promise you. It's more than I want it to become something that we can talk about on here every time a new one comes out, and I think uh, it's a nice thing to own. Are your lips chapped? Do you need to help a farmer to get pulp back to the farm for fertiliser? Then we have just the product for you. Ding! Um, we have the lip balms now on the website. Um, they, I talked about these a couple of weeks ago, but Alejandro Martinez, a thinker Argentina, wants to move the pulp from the mill back to the farm. The cost of this is around about a thousand pounds. So we've had some lip balms made. We've got about 250 of them, uh, made from his coffee from the San Jorge part of the farm. Um, and uh, every single penny from them will go to uh, move the pulp back. I think it's a great thing. You should go to go.hasbeen.co.uk forward slash slash lips um, and go check out those. Two pound fifty and every penny will go to help move that pulp. And that was the news. So um, this week's focus on is on the town of Pitalito. So Pitalito is a Colombian municipality located in the south of the department of Huila, uh, in the valley of the Rio de Grande de Magdalena. Um, it's 180 kilometers from Nieva and is known as the Valley of Lasbos. Um, it's the second largest city in the department uh, with 150,000 people living there, uh, Nieva being the biggest. Um, it's also kind of got a bit of a name now. Um, it's become the largest coffee producer in the country with around about 12,000 hectares of coffee planted um, and really some of not just quantity but quality. Uh, some of the most amazing coffees seem to be coming out of this area. Um, the Cup of Excellence auction is this week and um, we are seeing lots of them come out of this particular uh, city. Um, it's almost become the, like the Santa Ana or, or the Huayhuay Tenango of Colombia and it's definitely somewhere that's very hot at the moment. We also have La Churia from there. Uh, these two are probably my favourite Colombians of this year. They really are that special. Um, so uh, yeah, that was focus on. We should go and talk about the coffee. So I don't know how good you can remember, but we had a coffee about two, three years ago called uh, Pitalito Operapa. 
Um, and it was a mix of 11 producers from Pitalito and Operapa, and their coffees had come together. We picked it out from the blind cup in, was really good. Um, this kind of struck us as a bit of an idea that we'd like to maybe develop some of the relationships of these people. Um, and uh, this is the third person we've been able to pull out of that group. Um, a guy is called Adair, uh, Adair Podomo. Uh, he owns a farm called Buena Vista in Pitalito, uh, which, uh, as I've said, is in Wheeler. Um, and he's 34 years old, so a uh, fairly young guy to be in coffee, uh, but he's worked in coffee his whole life. His parents also own the neighbouring farm. Um, but the last couple of years, he's really been trying to focus on quality, uh, persevering with the Keturah varietal when lots of people are ripping it out and planting the higher yield in Colombia. Uh, the farm is set in the most beautiful place you're going to see this in the map bit and it is gorgeous and it's at 1700 meters above sea level um, and it really is picture perfect but there's something a little bit different happening on this farm um, he, his family are growing coffee they've always grown it they've always done it the same way he likes to experiment so he is um, he's persevering with Keturah for instance while his family are planting this Columbia um, and Satchimore um, but also with the processing, uh, Adair is doing something weird with the processing. So he has these big blue tubs, um, and the blue tubs, he puts um, the pulped coffee into the tubs. Um, then he, he seals up the tubs, which is kind of giving it this kind of controlled... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's kind of like a controlled fermentation. So it is, the word will come to me in a minute, but it's, it's basically slowing it down, so it's stopping other uh, bacteria that's in the air, speeding up that fermentation time. Then 24 hours, he takes it out and he washes the coffee, um, and as he would normally do. Now, over the last couple of years, his scores have been relatively like 84, 85, 86, and we've noticed this year since he's been doing this, oh, got to bug me now. Uh, he's been doing this this process that he's been scoring 87s, 88s, uh, 89s and even 90s. He's really been doing well. Um, so he's been working hard and we felt it was important to reward that. So like what we're doing with uh, Pedro Claros from La Choria, um, we've set up a deal with him that if he gets coffees that score 86, we'll give him a really good price. If he gets coffees that score 87 to 89, we'll give him an even better price. And anything over 89, he's getting a ridiculously high price, which has meant that we've ended up with some very special lots. This coffee was used this year by the Italian barista champion in the WBC finals. Uh, first round, he came. He was in second place in the first round. Um, in the semi-finals, he didn't do quite so good, but he's. This wasn't the coffee. This was this barista issues and competition issues. But it just shows that it's a really special lot, and it's this lot that we're presenting to you today. Um, I think it's really good when we can kind of get that level of detail and that level of um, feedback to Adair. So when things happen differently, he goes back to his diary and he says, "Why did that get a 91? Okay, well, I did this differently that day." And he's helping. It's helping him to learn, but it's also helping us to get better coffee. So we should go through the figures. Uh, it is, of course, from Colombia. It is from the Department of Wheeler, from the town of Pitalito. It is produced by a guy called Adair Padamo. Um, his farm is called Finca Buena Vista. It has an altitude of 1,700 metres above sea level. It is a fully washed using a... Anaerobic! 
anaerobic style of dry fermentation um, and it's a style not anaerobic because anaerobic is something that's a lot more complicated uh, and it's a Keturah varietal. I'm going to whap you on pause uh, and now I'm not I'm actually I'm going to go and do the map bit first jumping ahead of myself um, uh, and the clouds stopped us getting a great map bit this week but we got a little trick up the sleeve to make it a bit better. waving very smiley too don't you think and must be very happy with the map bit and uh, we are going up up and away and we are going right the way to south america uh, where we've been spending a lot of time recently and do you know what i make no apologies for such a thing uh, as south america has some fine fine coffees this time of year you know we've seen brazils we've seen bolivias but we're also seeing colombias be at their very very best um, we're still waiting for a lot of those centrals to arrive, so it's a great time to be focusing on these ones. So Colombia is the only country in South America that has access to both Pacific and Caribbean oceans, um, and a lot of that is because they've been very strong in hanging on to their to their land uh, when countries around them were very willy nilly giving it away. So um, we are looking here at Buena Vista. Uh, Buena Vista is uh, near to the town of Pitalito, which you can see to the right. So it's just above Pedro Claros's, uh, where it, where Pedro Claros is below, uh, Buena Vista is above. And here, unfortunately, it's a little bit of a cloudy day on Google Satellite, which makes me very, very sad, which means that you can't see some of the amazing views. But, oh, like, like magic, I have some video. So here you can see that's the Magdalena video, Magdalena video, Magdalena River. Um, and here we've um, we've got uh, Adair talking to the the mill manager, and he's giving him some agronomic advice there on what he needs to do. But just look at the view in the background. That's the thing I want you to focus on. And um, that house there is Adair's parents' house, um, and he lives just at the top of the hill. Here we've got all of the trees, and again, you can see we never miss an opportunity to give a producer um, a chance to talk to clever people. So I'm just standing in the background while he does all of the talking. But you can see it's on the very ridge of this mountain, and it kind of folds over the top of the ridge, um, which means that it really does get... Um, protected and but also morning and afternoon sun it changes so it's always getting uh kind of not sustained heat but gradual heat um, which is good for the plants so the lowest point is the pacific ocean at sea level and the highest is pico cristabel colon at 5775 meters above sea level and that was quite cool map bit i think Colombia is the third biggest coffee producer in the world, but interestingly, they produce only Arabica. Very, 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 very little Robusta, if any at all, where the other two, Vietnam and Brazil, produce tons of the stuff. got back onto coffee facts yay yeah so really interesting that you know coffee production in colombia pretty much everything is uh, arabica whereas robusta virtually non-existent but brazil and vietnam there is tons and tons of the stuff vietnam that's all they produce so i'm gonna whack you on pause i'm gonna go and get tasty and delicious drinks and be back with you in just a second
Time for espresso. I'm actually really ready for this at the minute as well. So, this isn't a Brazil. First thing to say, very obvious, a Colombian isn't a Brazil. But this, like, you know, we're talking about I love espressos that are sweet and chocolatey and smooth. This ain't that. Yes, it has some caramel sweetness to it. Really interesting. But what hits you more than anything is like a green apple acidity right at the front. Like, boom, 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 boom. And it carries on in the aftertaste. In the middle, you get a little bit of this kind of smoother caramel. That's really good. As an espresso, that is very different to what I like as an espresso, but I like it because I like it. So, I like it because I like it. I like it because it's different. Um, let's go into milk. So here, we're losing a little bit because the acidity's been muted by that smooth, sweet milk and the coffee's not pairing through there. I don't actually think it's a great cappuccino. Um, nothing wrong with the skills of making the cappuccino. Chris has done a great job, but it's just not a cappuccino coffee for my taste buds. It really, like, it just leaves me a bit disappointed. Um, I don't like being disappointed, but I'm sure here I won't be disappointed because I love my brewed coffee. Um, so all of that green apple, all of that front end green apple is there. If I'm gonna criticize it on the brood for anything, is that sweetness isn't as powerful as it is in the espresso. So it's a little bit all acidity. It's a, it's a one trick pony. It's a little bit one dimensional. It's like, ching. Uh, and I'm thinking like Granny Smith juicy kind of, and you get that burst of, you know, juiciness. And it is a juicy coffee. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I, it kind of disappoints me a little bit compared to the espresso. The espresso, it's phenomenal. Um, I would love to get Ada to try and do some of this non-anaerobic and anaerobic and try them side by side. I think that could be really interesting. Um, but part of me says, it's like, this is working for him. We shouldn't really mess with what's working for him. Um, and I think it's a great coffee. It's one that we're going to sign a longer-term agreement with Adair going forwards. Uh, and we're very proud of the work we're doing with him. And you should be very proud of buying the coffee that allows us to do the work with him. So thank you. Right, time to wrap up. Thank you very much, as always, for joining me. And do remember, life is too short for bad coffee.